Today, we'll be speaking with Daniela Belair. She's the head of sales in North America at Shopify Retail, and she has such an interesting story where early on in her career, not seeing anyone who looked, talked, was like her, she took her career in a very different direction, and it was a unique twist that got her into tech sales, where now she is absolutely rocking it at one of North America's most incredible companies. You're really going to enjoy this. Stay tuned. Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Fung, and today we're chatting with Daniela Belair. Daniela, how are you doing? I'm great, Joseph. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, glad to have you on the show. Uh, head of head of North American sales at Shopify Retail. That's that's a big deal. Can you can you share a bit more about Shopify Retail? You know, what's the the elevator pitch? Yeah, for sure. So we're doing a lot of really great things uh, within Shopify as a brand and specifically within the retail business. So our focus really is to help entrepreneurs and notable brands uh, within within retail ultimately unify their in-store and their online businesses under a single commerce platform, as we like to call it, the Shopify point of sale system. That's amazing. In, uh, in these times, you must have a lot of very interesting sales conversations. For sure. So I know there's a lot of stuff right now being publicized about Shopify in the media, and we're doing a really great job at at, uh, at really sharing our narrative of what we're trying to do and arming the entrepreneurial rebels. But our role and and how we see ourselves is really providing the best technology uh, and every opportunity for entrepreneurs and businesses that are brick and mortar to survive right now and what's happening in the world and with COVID-19. And we're doing a lot of great things, including some stuff here locally in Toronto to help merchants survive and get their business online and uh, really pull through in what's happening. Thank you for keeping up all the good work. I know that we're eager to get out to uh, kind of retailers again, so glad that you're, you're helping them succeed and flourish. Thanks. Um, thinking a little bit about uh, our conversations, how we got to know each other, uh, I love the fact that another guest speaking about his journey spoke so highly of the impact you had. Uh, and so first off, thanks for accepting my outreach. Um, but then as got to dig into your profile, realized how interesting your story was. We, we needed to get you onto the show. So maybe you can help our audience. Uh, right out of school, you weren't in sales. What did you start off with? Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, like so many uh, folks that are in sales, their journeys are so different and they're so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, in university or in college, uh, sales wasn't really taught. Sales wasn't really something that was talked about. It was sort of something you fell into. And so I think uh, at the time in my career, I was working in retail, uh, in school, and shortly out of school, I ended up in a recruitment role, oddly enough, a technical recruitment mm-hmm. role, which uh, sounds really interesting, uh, but definitely wasn't wasn't probably what I wanted to do long term. And a friend of mine had, you know, we were talking and, and they were in recruitment as well and reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we're recruiting for this really interesting uh, tech company, B2B sales tech company. I don't know if you've ever thought of sales You know, recruitment sort of is a, a bit of sales, but it's a commodity you can't really control at times. And so mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting. So I thought about it and then ultimately took a pause and looked around at the people around me that I knew were in sales. And at the time, this was, you know, almost 10 years ago now, dating myself. Uh, But I didn't really see a representation in the landscape uh, of, you know, women in sales, strong women in sales, uh, women in sales who are in same-sex relationships. Uh, And so to me, I thought, you know, I'm not the classic stereotype of, of what maybe somebody in sales would be. And 
after learning a bit more, I, I took a risk, I took a gamble and sort of launched and hatched my career within the sales space. I'm, I'm super exciting, super excited to speak about launching your career. But before we, we get into that, I'd love to kind of pause and dig into a little bit on that, that reflection. You said you, you looked around, you considered kind of what you were seeing. Maybe can help us understand what, what were you thinking about at that time? What were you worried about? What were you balancing? Because that fear is something we hear from so many people. We'd love to hear what you went through when you were considering that shift. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, a little bit of a, a couple unknowns, one being didn't see a lot of women in the landscape. Um, am I going to have a lot in common with the people that I'm going to work with? You know, you, typically that's where you make friends when you're mm-hmm. young in your career. Uh, so that was unfortunately, uh, in hindsight, you know, it, it shows the level of emotional maturity I probably had at the time, but uh, that was something to consider. That was you know, all of us. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was, I was yeah. new in this city and, you know, you want to make friends. And so that was one thing. It's, am I going to be able to really build uh, long-term relationships or relationships with these people outside of work and within work and what would that what would that culture be like would that culture accept someone like me um, mm-hmm. and and the culture or at least externally and how I interpret it into some of the tech b2b sales uh, roles was you know very much a bro culture at the time mm-hmm. uh, very much a, a male dominated culture where you wore a suit to work and you drove a, a specific type of car and you went out for beers every night after work not to say I don't love a good beer after work but uh, you know, wanted to make sure that there was mm. there was a, a culture that was going to be accepting and and welcoming of somebody like me. So that was one thing. The other thing, which is interesting, is at the time I think there was apprehension of, wow, I'm going to be on commission. Can I do it? Uh, mm. You know, I, I was in a role where I was base salary. Uh, commission was new to me and there was something really ex- exhilarating and exciting about being in a commission role because I was competitive. And that was one of the reasons uh, one of my friends had recommended me to, to get into sales. On the other hand, it's extremely terrifying. You have rent to pay, you're young. Uh, I didn't feel like I had uh, the skills built up to be a great salesperson yet. Fast forward 10 years, that's different. And uh, yeah, that was that was something that that sort of um, weighed on me a little bit. So I'm taking on this big risk. I'm pivoting into a completely direction, new direction in my career. Uh, can I do it? Number one, two, will they accept me? Will I fit in? Um, and will I have, you know, the ability to really make a big impact here? And with all those things, I, I took the plunge. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so you, you're, you're getting ready to jump in. Your friend had mentioned a role. Uh, did you take the role your friend was hiring for? Did you chop around for something else? You know, what, what was the uh, transition like? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, my friend was working in this recruitment role and had mentioned a company called, uh, 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 oh my God, Soft Choice. Um, I'm saying, I was going to say <laughs> Shopify. Uh, I'm so used to selling well, There you Shopify. go. You know your, your, your own company then. <laughs> Drinking the Kool-Aid, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Soft Choice was really where I launched my professional B2B tech tech career. And, uh, it actually, it, it worked out tremendous. It was, it was the role I ended up taking. Uh, it was, uh, amazing in the sense of when you're a new person in sales and someone looking to develop their skills in hindsight, I I made a lot of the right decisions unknowingly early on, Mm -hmm. but I invested in a company that was growing. I invested in a company that would invest in their people. And that's something I'm so proud of having been part of that company, uh, they had an amazing training program. So that was a really great decision. You know, somebody thinking about making a move and pivoting their career, uh, especially maybe a little later in life, not fresh out of school. It's really important to know that the company you're going to join is going to invest in you and help you level up and skill up. 
And that was a big draw for me. So I ended up taking the opportunity and I don't want to spoiler alert, you know, I was there for four <laughs> and a half years. So uh, I, I made the right decision. So you had the opportunity to advance in multiple roles of soft choice. And it's such a great company. What a great place to, to kind of cut your teeth in tech sales. Um, and I love how you mentioned you, you accidentally made the right choices. Uh, looking back at that time with soft choice, knowing what you know now about tech sales, if you were out looking for that role again, what would be some of the questions you'd, you'd ask or the things you'd look at for companies while you're evaluating that first role? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, again, organically, a lot of the things I'd look for now happen to me. Uh, mm -hmm. It wasn't by my planning or by my foresight, for sure. But I think sort of what I mentioned, you know, what is the training development investment uh, that the company is willing to make in, in you as a new hire, knowing you're either a new mm -hmm. grad or you're pivoting, you're pivoting into a new industry uh, Two, you know, how do they think about culture and how do they think about, um, you know, keeping people engaged for the long term? And I think luckily I was there for four years. I had multiple roles. I was able to progress very quickly. That's not all companies and not all companies, you know, are going to offer that growth opportunity. And so again, mm. you know, how do you think about providing growth opportunities and, and growing your, and growing your staff into future roles and helping them upskill and develop? So for me, uh, and, and even in my career now and where I'm at in my career, like development is really important. Every opportunity I've had, I've had to invest time in myself. It wasn't just on the company for sure, but uh, they definitely played a big role. So for me, definitely Definitely, like, how are you investing in your people? What's the initial training program like? Uh, and where, you know, where do you see the long-term career trajectory in someone that's starting in sales? And even speaking to someone who's had a great career path in that company is a great way to get an understanding of what the possibilities are in joining. So I like how you, you spoke about looking for a company that invests in you, but you also said taking the time to invest in yourself. And uh, again, at the risk of spoiling the the end game there we know you're you do incredible work as a mentor with some great community organizations uh, i mean a mentor at bravado member at revenue collective you've been head of sales multiple times so if we take that point you made investing in yourself if you're talking to a brand new sales rep sdrae they're in their first role what would be the things you suggest they do to invest in themselves and their own growth for sure. I think, um, you know, I think we, we talk about this a lot earlier on in my career in sales. It, it was not about being vulnerable and being open and honest about where you needed to upskill. I think our culture mm -hmm. in sales has changed a lot. You know, we talk about growth mindset at Shopify and other companies. We talk about upskilling, development, owning your own development. These are all terms that are now very common in sales and they weren't 10, even maybe five years ago. So uh, I think, you know, for somebody junior kind in or somebody wanting to learn, I think it's really important to not just invest in growing your career, but invest in learning new skills. And so, you know, ongoing, I'm, I took a course earlier this year on data analytics because it was something I needed to learn as a skill for my new role. Uh, I'm nice. sitting at a desk with surrounded by books, uh, books that I recommend to people that I speak with, books that I'm currently reading or rereading. One of the ones is I want to become a better writer. And for me to share the story of Shopify and share the story of what we're building in retail sales, I want to be a better writer to share our story with a broader audience internally and externally. So I'm reading a book on copywriting and writing. And so 
I think, you know, definitely the educational system has lots of great courses you can pick up. Brain Station in Toronto, like tons of great spots. Uh, so investing there, investing in books, uh, book recommendations are not hard to come by. Uh, that's a great way to do it. And then really putting in the time, you know, we, we do all these things, we read, we learn, uh, we only retain five or 10% of what we're actually hearing. So I think the other piece mm-hmm. to that is like, practice, practice being great at something. I think uh, David Premer, I'm going to give him a shout out, but he consistently recommends the book, The One Thing. Pick your Mm -hmm. one thing you're focusing on this month, this week, this year. What do you want to upskill on? What do you want to really lean into? And so I think don't try to do everything at once. Pick one thing, focus on it, get exceptionally good at it and move on to the next thing. And that's really what I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm so glad you mentioned the book. We had we had the good fortune of having David on a couple episodes ago, and we spent a bunch of time, well, really asked him a ton of questions about his book. And so we didn't get a chance to mention the one thing. I'm going to make sure in the description of today's episode that we include a link to that book. Thank you for bringing it up because it is a great yeah, one. It is. Okay. So reflecting on your journey, um, we've heard the, the kind of surprise twists and turns, the, the leaps of faith that you took, and you've had such remarkable success. As you reflect back on, on your time in sales and you know, maybe thinking back to that fear that you had and the uncertainty you had, what surprised you most about your career? Yeah, you know what? I would say, honestly, that I think the fact that this career is truly a career and a craft I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people of a, maybe not as much now, but a misconception of sales, you know, you didn't go to school to do it. You kind of, most people fell into it. I think now more than ever, people are making a choice to get into sales out of school or, you know, know they want to get into it during school. But I think ultimately sales is a craft. Um, As, as I've become, you know, a more senior leader and executive in my career, like the thing that sales gives me is an opportunity to continue to grow my skills continue to uh, adapt to how the market's changing and technology's evolving. And so it's always interesting uh, and there's always opportunity to, to continue to hone your craft. And so I would say it's just as important or just as much a career and a professional career and a craft as, as anything else. Growing up, I want, I was asking my mom, she's actually staying with us uh, during this epidemic and I said to her, what do I want to be when I grow up, mom? And she started laughing. She goes, what? She said, you want to be a veterinarian? You loved animals. And I said, wow, I really fell short from being a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's funny, right? As a kid, that's sort of, you latch on to certain things and I loved animals and I thought that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a veterinarian. And now I think back and I wouldn't do anything else. This is this is what I love and, and it's evolved and it will continue to evolve and keep me on my toes. And it's a great professional career. That's fantastic. Uh, you've accomplished so much. Uh, you, your insight and your comments about sales as a craft are excellent. Uh, I've marked a couple of timestamps here because I'm going to love pulling out the quotes. You speak about it very eloquently. Um, last question before we'll wrap up and let you get back to, to helping all of these uh, companies with, kind of acclimatize into the current environment, we've looked backwards a lot, but if we can cast your eyes forward, uh, what do you still hope to accomplish? Whether you think about it as your bucket list or professional objectives, what what do you hope to congratulate Daniela Belair of the future for having accomplished? Yeah, for sure. I The one thing I would love to do, and it's I've literally thought about it my entire life. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My mom was an entrepreneur. Uh, Like huge shout out to my mom who was a single mom, built businesses from scratch, 
put me to work when I was 12 years old in those businesses and taught me a lot and really uh, foundationally, it's a lot of who I am today. I would love to look back in 10 years and go, I found something that I could really get behind and either start a business or start a company uh, and it obviously be successful and have grown to a, any size really where we're, we're uh, fitting a, a product fit or a market need. And so for me, that would be the thing. If I was able to somehow create a business or an opportunity to work for myself, take everything I've learned from start to finish or start to where I am in my career and and it be successful, that would be phenomenal. That's awesome. Uh, as a as an entrepreneur, I completely agree and endorse that aspiration. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. I've got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Then, uh, then we can let you go. Um, Number one, you've worked at a bunch of companies. I'm, I'm super intrigued. I can't wait to hear what you say. What has been your favorite sales tool? Yeah, I've, honestly, at the core, Salesforce is my, my mothership. Uh, I have to give them a, a big shout out because they've been with me through my whole career as I'd scaled small companies, I've been in big companies. I would say the tool right now, though, is Gong. And I keep praising them. You know, we're in a remote work environment. They have really stepped it up. Uh, as far as like, we really rely on them to do a lot of coaching and development. And as I mentioned, it's something I'm super passionate about. So gong for the win right now. There you go. And uh, outside of work, what's your favorite movie? Yeah. So this is a funny one movie, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and Anne Hathaway. It's called love and other drugs, probably like 10 or so years old. The reason I love this movie is because it's a pharmaceutical sales rep uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. It's at the peak of the Pfizer boom in the nineties when he was selling into the medical profession. And it was like Mm -hmm. the introduction of Viagra and uh, it is just hilarious and it's great. And I think it like depicts <laughs> what like you would have thought, you know, 10, 20 years ago, a salesman was. Uh, and so I always just get a good laugh. And I, I really like that movie. That, that That's so awesome. Uh, and I usually ask what people want to be when they were a kid, but you've already shared that. So let's do a, a slight twist. Uh, when you were going to school, uh, so as you're, you're kind of going through growing up, what did you think you were going to be? Yeah. You know what? I, I really did think that, um, I really did think at the time, like my scope was quite quite limited when I think about it, but I really did think I would end up in retail and, uh, I I worked in retail through college and university Mm -hmm. and I worked for a few different companies and I thought that's what I was going to do. I thought I was going to try to break into a corporate role and maybe be a district sales manager or something of the sort. And then I got hit with the B2B tech sales bug and never looked back. And now you're the head of retail sales for North America. That's amazing. Full, full circle. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Danielle, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story and for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Joseph. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. We'll chat again soon. All right, we will.